0: Are you
1: listening? Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and you are tuned in to the Black Married and Debt-Free Podcast. My wife, Shire, and I were able to eliminate six figures worth of debt, and we're all about empowering others to do the same. So on this podcast, we'll be talking about investing, real estate, early retirement, marriage, and much more. But you don't have to worry. It won't be done in the same boring format that you're used to. We're gonna put a little bit of swag on it. So enjoy today's episode. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. We're coming to you with the first episode of season two of the Black Married and Free podcast. We got a little different setup here, Uh, Shira. How you feeling the new setup we got? I know you guys can't see it, but Shira, how does it feel? Because you know, if you if you look good, you feel good. How do you feel, Shira?
0: I don't like it.
1: You don't like our new setup? No. Okay, tell me why.
0: Because it's in our room, (laughs) and I just want to get in the bed. record under the
1: covers yes but there's something about convenience you know what i mean but yes it is in our room What's
0: convenient
1: you know it's right there you can just roll out of bed and just start recording <laughs> but anyway uh, we digress you guys we want to welcome you into this episode and on this episode we're gonna be talking about an interesting article that i came across it's a article referencing a poll from zillow uh zillow they polled 100 real estate experts and economists, and a large majority of them are saying that uh, 2020 is not looking too good for the housing market. So, Shai, I wanted to get your thoughts and opinions on this. Um, this is big news. So the poll and and, and the economists that are predicting this uh, recession cite the biggest reason uh, for the recession is the Federal Reserve will be increasing the interest rates in 2020 so they think that may have a negative effect on the housing market Uh, so this is this this could be big this could be big Uh, especially for investors out there or people buying their first home you know um, should they wait should they
0: wait sure well first if you look at more detail of the prediction that was based on the survey Mm -hmm. it's split down the middle yeah it's 50 50
1: 50 50 that's a big number though
0: it's a pretty big number Uh, (laughs) uh, i'm not sure okay but the reality of it is is that no one knows yeah i mean what crystal ball are they peering into right uh but at the same time we do have to take a look at the signs and what would cause them to think that so one of the things that you pointed out was increasing interest rates but if you can think back to uh when the market took a downturn prices went down but the interest rate actually went up right like when we we purchased our condo after the market had pretty much tanked 2009 and we had a fairly high interest rate of six percent yeah so yeah that's true i mean so there's a correlation between the interest rate and house prices maybe house prices will level out or go down in some areas um if interest rates are going up Um, but if not higher interest rates means that it will knock some folks out of the market
1: and here's the thing i simply believe that these these home builders and we're seeing a lot of home builders in california i feel like they'll what it will do is it will force them to adjust, you know, so with the mortgage or the cost of money, which is your interest rate is is the cost of you borrowing that money, right? If that goes up, then now you have to, the pri- home prices must come down. Yeah. I
0: mean, <laughs> I wouldn't say must, okay.
1: but they should, that'd be nice. right?
0: Theoretically. I mean, it'd be nice if they were to come down now, right. but this is just, you know, theoretically. Yeah. And I mean, the reality of it is, is that the federal debt is through the roof um, they're providing money for college uh, loans for right. folks to go to college. They're giving citizens, you know, money to buy homes, and if they can charge a higher interest rate, that's more money for them. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that they're going to put it on their debt, but it is more money for them. But right. um, I mean, I think the bottom line is is that it's a prediction. Mm-hmm. But no one really knows. Right. And when it comes to purchasing a house, if you can afford it, then it's something that might stay on the table for you. But if you already know that this would be a stretch to afford and would it be beneficial t- to wait? Maybe. But maybe not.
1: Okay, Shar, let me ask you. Your, your living situation, uh, you have a good living situation currently and you have the money to buy a house. Would you recommend a person maybe... You know, even though they have the ability, would you recommend they sit back and kind of see the lay of the land and see what happens? Or would you say, hey, if you have the money and you have the itch or the desire for a home now, go and get it now. What would you do?
0: Well, it's not about a desire or an itch. It's housing is a need. And, yeah, there are people who buy homes that they cannot afford uh, because they're pretty and shiny and everything's new. Um,
1: or because everybody else is buying
0: yeah, but I mean, honestly, we don't know a whole lot of people that are buying homes right now. I mean, we live in Northern California; it's very expensive. Um, people that we know, if they have homes, they have been in their homes for a while. Um, we know a lot of people who are roomating and renting rooms, right. and um, it's tough out there. Yeah. Um, we like to go and visit model homes and walk through and. What we're finding in California is that you're not just buying a home. Right. You're also buying the solar panels that come with it. And if you're not purchasing those solar panels cash, you are leasing them for an additional cost to your mortgage. Um, And not only that, many of these new communities have HOA fees. Mm -hmm. And not only that, there is a Mm. Melrose tax on top of the traditional property tax. And so... You're not just buying a house. You're buying several different things in California, yeah. um, at least in our area, and most likely in other parts of the country as well. It seems like folks are really trying to uh, suck as much money as they can from families who are just trying to uh, survive.
1: Right. Here's a thing to remember, Sharon. This is what was getting people uh, in, in a bad situation before the 08 recession that lender that's lending you the money or that realtor that's selling you that house that you may be able to afford, but uh, it's going to be close. That person is getting their commission and they're moving on. You're the one stuck with that payment. You're the one with stuck with that, you know, uh, ballooned mortgage, uh, you know, as it were. But, you know, once they get their money, they're gone, you know, so it's uh, very important that you, as the home buyer know man am i going to really be able to afford this is this at the top of you know what i my income um is there some wiggle room there you know so it's it's very important uh, to keep that in mind let's kind of talk about our situation so we had an opportunity we we bought our house in 2009 but we had an opportunity to get in the market in 2006 or 7 when everyone was getting a loan we were making oh
0: yes oh yes we applied for a loan and we got qualified for all this money and like, deep down inside yeah. I was like I know I can't afford to pay this no. back cuz we wasn't really making no money no. and um we we knew people that were getting into like brand new homes and I was tired of living in that little <laughs> tiny apartment you had me in
1: <laughs> yes yes so you know at that time we could have got into the we could have gotten into the housing market then and man we would have been at the total top of what we were earning probably would have been work you know i think we were qualified for more than we were earning at that time like i'm i'm really confident that we could not have afforded that that mortgage with with our incomes
0: yeah i agree but i mean so at like, the time it wasn't pre it was a pre-approval mm-hmm, number one right and if we were to go out on a limb, I can't guarantee that we would have lost the home because I don't know. Right. I don't know.
1: We would have made it happen. We would have made it happen. That's what we do. But, but it would well, have been wise.
0: It, no, it would not have been wise at the time. But honestly speaking, a lot of these homes that lost their value during the crash, well, they're worth what they were it's, worth it's previously yeah. and even more. Absolutely. So it's just about weathering the storm. But I do want to point out one statistic that I found yes, Shana, in a do. news article. And if the title of this article.
1: CNBC.com.
0: CNBC. Um, almost 70% of millennials regret buying their homes.
1: Mm. Just to let that marinate for a second, Shire. Did you guys hear that? 70% of millennials regret buying their homes. That, that regret, when you purchase something, that thing, you can feel that thing.
0: Ooh, yes, you can. It's,
1: it's it's palpable, you know? So you don't, especially when it's a big purchase like a home, man. You guys ever buy a car? Let's, let me throw an example out there, Shia, while you're uh, digging through your notes here. You guys ever buy a car, right? You get this car. Man, you love that car when you buy that thing. Six years, seven years now, sometimes. Sometimes even, they'll extend that thing eight years, uh, I've heard. Man, by year three, you're ready to get you something else. And you still pay. You just, you haven't even hit the halfway mark of those payments. Can you imagine that with a house?
0: I know, but the halfway mark for most people is 15 years. <laughs> but if you're tired after three and you have 27 years to go, mm. then that's tough.
1: Did you know most of your favorite entertainers, gurus, and entrepreneurs have life coaches? Well, we combine our financial knowledge. UC Davis coaching certification and experience paying off six figures worth of debt to assist couples in taking their finances to the next level. To schedule a coaching call, email us at blackmarrieddebtfree at gmail.com or direct message us on any of our social media platforms. Yo, it's your boy, Anthony O'Neill, and you're listening to the baddest couple I believe on the planet. You're listening to the black married and debt free podcast.
0: So one of the reasons they say that millennials, uh, regret purchasing their home is that they're overspending on the down payment Mm -hmm. okay and it's not because i was like well what's wrong with what is overspending if you know that this is a home that you plan Mm -hmm. to stay in you want to you know go in with some equity right um but what it's saying is that millennials are dipping into their retirement accounts to pay for their homes and so the that
1: retirement account struggle yeah, yeah, we've been there.
0: That's certainly not ideal, and no. I can see the regret being there if you're mm-hmm. dipping into your um, retirement. And then the other thing is underestimating ongoing costs. And I know that we just talked about a few yes. of those: the HOA, depending on where you live, mm-hmm. mello if you're in Northern California, yes. your solar panels. These things add up, and
1: it's never the sticker price.
0: It's never the sticker price, and one of the things that really got us—and I know that—you know—we own our condo, which is great, but we have HOA fees, we have homeowner association fees, and in the state of California, they can go up by twenty percent each year. Right, um, and there's no. Uh, legal ramifications on their end, and there's nothing that you can do as a homeowner. There are very few legal protections for us, and we're not receiving 20% increases uh, every year on our jobs. And so it's like they are increasing the HOA fees here. It's just astronomical. It's yeah. like it's it's a double. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You know, and it's the, only been nine years.
0: Yeah, and it's it's doubled, and it's scary. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you question whether or not this is, you know, a good investment, but at the time it was what we could afford and Mm -hmm. being able to pay this mortgage off, we've been able to do a lot of really great things. But the few homeowners who are here, um, several of them have put their house on the market because they just don't feel like it's worth it. And it's just, you know, it's just not ideal.
1: Right, and Shire. you touched on something that that I want to highlight is you know, we didn't jump in the market when we uh, you know, first got pre-approved, right? We waited. And we and we chilled. Now we wanted a house then, but we chilled and we waited, and then when the when the market began to crash and things became more affordable for us, that's when we dove in. And I think what people don't do, Shire, is they don't treat their their primary residence as an investment a lot of times. We didn't we didn't it as an investment but it worked out that that's exactly what it was but uh if if i could do it again you know look at it as an investment and and for those investors out there you know that the 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 rule is the rule of thumb is you get your money on the buy you get your money on the on, on on the purchase so you don't want to purchase something at this at the top you know, that's overpriced. And and Shire, when we go and we look at these homes in California, and and, and these homes look beautiful.
0: New homes.
1: Brand new homes. But then when you get that paper. Oh, you know, here's the prices. They hand you that paper. Oh, you know, here, here's the prices. And you start doing these calculations, of these taxes and stuff. It's not worth it. It's not worth that Well, it's price. not worth it for you. It's not worth it for me. Now, for somebody, they're selling these houses now, shy. They
0: are selling them.
1: They're selling these houses. I just feel sorry, and, and and that's why we're bringing you this information, not to say, oh, the recession's coming in 2020. No, but we're saying, it may be close, we may be, we're definitely closer to the next market correction than we were yesterday. And that's all we're here to say. So, if you can wait, or if, if, if that's something, that's an option for you, man, we'll think about that. It worked out for us.
0: If you're waiting and you're saving, then that's more money that you can have to put on the home. Mm-hmm. Right. If the prices don't go up. And it just depends on, also depends on your local market. Right. Your local market might not look like our market, you know, but it's about what you can afford. And then also, if you can, you know, we certainly recommend putting down 20%. Yeah. Because that lowers your monthly payments.
1: And you've already got equity in the house.
0: The housing market is cyclical. There are going to be ups and downs ups and downs, but you get a fixed rate mortgage, you know what it's going to be month to month, you know what your budget looks like, if you can afford it. So the only thing I would advise against is getting into something that you know you can't afford. That is dangerous. Um, And if you're purchasing a home and you don't have an emergency savings, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't want to lose your job or
1: need some major repairs need
0: some major repairs and then all of a sudden you're about to be on the street because you don't have that financial cushion right. so you want to have money set aside and like Marcus was saying um the st- there's more to buying a house than the sticker price mm-hmm. something breaks you're responsible for it yeah. anything's wrong with the house you're responsible for it and so for me going back to Zillow The the economy is going to do what the economy is going to do, but the question really is is what are you going to do? (laughs) I like that. That's what the real question is. And it's, you know, making sure that you're not buying a home at the top of your budget, making sure that you're putting that 20% down, making sure that you have some emergency savings before going into a home. And then also making sure that you have really counted the cost. Yes. If you have these taxes, if you have Melrose, know that the Melrose is usually for a defined set period of time. Period of years, They
1: say 30 years. Usually 30 they years. They tell people it's for life. They just say it for life.
0: It's it's for, just... They don't expect you to live. <laughs> oh, but the homeowners association fees, those are going to go up. And so you might want to. away f-
1: from those, everybody.
0: If you can. Yeah, if you can. But. I feel that our HOA is uh, abusive, honestly. Abusive. And I don't think kicking my behind. I don't think that every HOA is like our HOA. Yeah, we just don't we have, have a great, very. It's, it's complicated. We don't have a good relationship. <laughs> period.
1: Yeah, yeah. So if you can avoid the HOAs, definitely do that. Um, so yeah, guys, we just wanted to present. You. What we want to do on this podcast is to present you with the information. We're not here to advise you in any way. We're not here to tell you what to do. But what we want to do is we want to give you the information and we'll let you make the uh, proper choices.
0: Yes, buying a house is a big decision. But one of the things that I feel is true is that it's an expense that if you can knock it out while you're young, in your older years, you will thank yourself. Because... You might be young now, in your 20s, your 30s, maybe your 40s. But when you're 60, hmm. 65, 70, you don't want to be paying a mortgage.
1: Sure, it's funny you say that. I was watching an episode of The Office uh, just the other day. And Michael Scott was buying his condo, right? The manager. For those of you who are not Office fans, you got to watch it. But he was buying a condo. And he went with Dwight, uh, his... Uh, assistant to the regional manager and uh so he was like uh you know you're gonna be paying on this for 30 years and so you know when they go to the one-on-one with the camera for those who watch watched the show dwight said uh so michael is essentially buying he's not buying himself a home he's essentially buying a coffin
0: oh lord
1: <laughs> and i started crying but that's the sad reality about it it's like if you get it and you're paying on a home for 30 years and you get a home in your 40s and your 50s hey you might as well get a plot in that backyard oh stop you're gonna be paying on that thing
0: (laughs) no well (laughs) listen just because it's a 30-year mortgage doesn't mean that you have to be paying on it for 30 years like that is just not even true i mean here we have our condo we could have been playing on this for 30 years but we didn't and when we decided that we actually wanted to pay it off we're able to do that in about two and a half years so there are ways that Folks, well, right. there are ways and there are strategies that people can use to help knock years off their mortgage. And I know that we've talked about this at least on a YouTube video um, some strategies to knock years off your mortgage. And one of the ways is, you know, having an extra house payment every year. And we had an uncle who. Exercise what I would call the one twelfth 12th rule and basically for the one twelfth 12th rule You take your mortgage you divide it by 12 For the purposes of simple math and for this example, let's say your mortgage is $1,200 you divide that by 12 You get $100 so every single month you just throw an extra $100 on your principal and then by the end of the year you would have made one extra payment and that will literally shave years off your mortgage so like Yes, you might be in a 30-year loan. You might have a 30-year mortgage, but by no means do you have to take 30 years to pay it off. Right. And there are other ways that you can cut years off your mortgage. Some folks rent a room. Rent a room. Every time I hear rent a room, I think of rent a spoons. spoons. <laughs>
1: I got to watch Martin, too. So two two shows I got to watch, The Office and Martin. Okay,
0: okay so yeah. And so, you know, we know people that have rented rooms and who have lived mortgage-free right. just by the rent that they're collecting from, you know, maybe two rooms. Um, another way that will cut yours off your mortgage.
1: Making bi-monthly payments. So you pay uh, every two weeks. So uh, what you're doing, you're not paying your mortgage in full. But every two weeks, you're making a payment. And when you do the math, it comes out to you making an extra payment without really even filling it. So you're taking your mortgage, your monthly mortgage payment, you're cutting it in half, and you're paying that every two weeks as opposed to waiting until the end of the month. And the way the 52 weeks work out, when you're done, you've made one extra payment. So that's the way to do it without even filling it at all. You know what I mean?
0: Well, yeah, Uh, especially like if you get paid every two weeks, it might work better with your budget. Right. Uh, if you get paid once a month, it might be a little bit more challenging, but you can make it happen if you're uh, dedicated and it's something that you want to do. So, I mean, there are ways to make home ownership work. Yes. And I think that home ownership is incredibly important and I wouldn't just say that, oh, there's going to be a recession next year. I'm not going to get into the market. I don't think that that's how you should base your decision it should be you know more deeper what do you have coming in what do you have going out can you afford it um but if you choose to lie in wait and you're stacking Stacking your cash and you know then more power to you Yeah.
1: yeah everyone so we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode do us a favor uh give us five stars you guys give us some good reviews we love uh know seeing your comments and your reviews that really helps us uh, keep keep this thing going and, and you know if you want to uh, also patronize the black mary different podcast there's a link in the podcast underneath and you can support us and so we can keep bringing you guys dope podcasts like this i right, talk to you guys later
0: talk to you All later right.
1: Yo, so we hope you guys enjoyed that podcast episode. We hope that we said something that you can take away and apply. We are here to inform and to inspire. So do us a huge favor and don't forget to rate this podcast five stars on whatever platform you're streaming us. And if you want to become a supporter of the Black Married and Death Free podcast, you can do so by clicking on the link below. That's it for now. Till next time. I'll let you guys later.